Welcome to Apologetics in the Gospel. My name is Pastor Jonathan White, and I'm the lead pastor at Cross Point Family Church in Hurricane, West Virginia, as well as a practicing emergency medicine physician. Our question for today is, when does life begin? Our focus today will be on human life. There are different kinds of life, human life, animal life, plant life, and microorganism life. An entire podcast and even a book could be written comparing and contrasting the different kinds of life on earth. But our focus today will be on focusing on human life. Today's question has become a politically polarizing question. Unfortunately, it should not be political. This is more of a scientific question than a political question. There was a time in the past when science was not as clear. Arguments were made for various stages of development as to when life truly began. However, with the advances of embryology, ultrasound, and modern medicine, this answer has become crystal clear. Sadly, our world continues to deny the scientific truth of this obvious answer. Today, we're going to address this question like we always try to do. We will start scientifically and end biblically. So in order to answer this question, we really need to ask, what is life? Uh, This seems like a funny question. It seems like it should be easy to answer, but it is an important question in order for us to answer this question for today. So the definition of life uses the following terms. Uh, uh, Living things have a metabolism. Uh, Living things grow and move. Living things normally reproduce, not all must, however. And living things respond to stimuli. Uh, With all that in mind, let's start to try to understand how human life is formed. Uh, Without getting into any graphic detail, uh, a cell called an ovum from a female is combined with a sperm cell from a male in the female's womb. Uh, These two cells fuse and both contain half of the DNA necessary for life. Uh, Once they combine, the new cell has 46 chromosomes, which contain all of the DNA that this future baby will ever contain. No other genetic material will be gathered. All of the information needed to code for all of the organs and body parts of this baby are present in this so-called zygote. So does this zygote meet criteria for the definition of life? Well, let's ask some questions or answer these questions. As we mentioned, what is life? Uh, does it have a metabolism? Yes. Uh, does it grow and move? Yes. Does it reproduce? Well, this cell will reproduce countless times, become a human baby. And does it respond to stimuli? Again, the answer is yes. So scientifically speaking, this zygote or single-celled human cell is alive. Uh, This zygote has everything needed to form a human baby. Apart from a miscarriage due to natural causes or an abortion caused by medications or medical interventions, this zygote will be implanted in the mother's womb and grow into a baby. The natural progression for this zygote is to become a human being. Well, why do pro-abortion individuals deny that this is life? I understand that many may not like the label pro-abortion and choose a more frankly deceptive and fuzzy term such as pro-choice instead. However, it must be true in our vocabulary. We would not identify someone as pro-choice if they wanted to kill all Jewish persons or all white persons or all black persons or all Asian persons, yes, they would have made the choice to single out a certain group of persons to kill, but we would would label such persons as pro-genocide or pro-hate or pro-murder. We certainly wouldn't say that we are pro-choice and that what they are doing is okay. We hopefully wouldn't make the following statement that many make 
in regards to abortion, saying, I wouldn't choose to kill someone because of the color of their skin, but I wouldn't prevent others from doing it. That would be morally bankrupt to say such a thing, right? We would either support their view or be staunchly against their view, which I hope we would end up on the latter side of that camp. Uh, those who so support abortion are pro-abortion. No matter how they wish to use different vocabulary, the outcome and end game of this idea is that abortions are performed and babies are killed. There is no other outcome to such a view. Let's, so let's address some of the common statements by those who deny that these zygotes are truly alive, that they are life. And number one, uh, they are too small to be life. Do we judge the quality of life based on size? Am I more living than my wife because I'm almost a foot taller and almost twice her height or her weight? Uh, that is a ridiculous statement, correct? That, that's really illogical. Uh, what about number two? They, they cannot make decisions. Well, this is frankly a slippery slope. Are we going to say that severely mentally handicapped people are less life because they cannot make their own decisions? I, I sure hope not. That's unethical on so many levels. Now, what about number three? They, they don't look like babies. Some persons are burnt so severely that they don't look like normal human beings as well. That doesn't mean they're not still human. And number four, they don't have all the parts of a baby. Well, some people are born without certain body parts. That doesn't make them less human. I know some may listen to these arguments and scoff at them, but the logic that I am presenting is hard to argue with. The argument against life beginning at conception truly begins to unravel even more when we look at our justice system today. Our, our justice system uh, today uh, agree, like, agrees and disagrees that life begins at conception. We are a confused people. This is by far one of, if not the most irrational thing that's going on in our nation today. So what does our justice system say? I want us to listen to this logic and see if it makes sense. I'm going to give you two scenarios. We're going to talk about them. Uh, scenario number one, a woman goes to an abortion clinic and has an abortion. There is no penalty for taking the life of this baby. And scenario two, a man hits a woman in an altercation and she loses the baby. He is arrested and charged with first-degree murder of the baby. Let's look at the first one here. The, the arguments for abortion are numerous from the pro-abortion movement. We don't have time to address all of these arguments, including rape, incest, poverty, among others. But the question that is glaring that we must answer is, when does life begin? Is this a living being in the mother? Uh, those situations are certainly important that we mentioned, but one must be uh, gracious in helping individuals who've gone through tr terrible trials, and I don't pretend to understand their struggle and what they've went through and what they continue to go through. But, but one situation does not define truth, that truth is truth. Uh, right is right and wrong is wrong, and it is irrational and inconsistent to argue truth based on one's experience or situation. We see truth being played out in our second scenario. Uh, most of us, I hope all of us, would actually celebrate this justice that has occurred. Uh, this man killed a baby inside of a woman, and he is being punished for his crime, and he should be. Yet the same outcome occurred for the baby in both of our scenarios. The baby ended up dead. I'm not here advocating for prosecution of mothers who aborted their babies, but I do want us to answer the question for today honestly. When does life begin? If it begins at conception, the man in scenario number two is justly punished. If it does not, how can we truly say his punishment is just? I'm sure all of us listening to this understand that his punishment is, in fact, just. 
Before we close today, what does the Bible say about all of this? The Bible teaches a ton about life and the creation of life. Here are only a few, a handful of the many scriptures that we see about this particular issue. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. First and foremost, we are all made in the image of God. Because of this, we have no right to take the life of another innocent human being. In Jeremiah 1.5, God says this, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Here we see that in God's eyes, life begins even before conception. Before conception. How amazing is that? He knows us even before we have been formed by him. Moving forward to Exodus 20, verse 13, a very simple uh, commandment that we see in the Ten Commandments, you shall not murder. Obviously, we see that we should not take the life of an innocent human being. My favorite scripture regarding life is found in Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16, which are as follows. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. You saw or your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. Here we see that God is forming a baby in his or her mother's womb. This is such a beautiful picture for us to see. God is our creator, not nature or evolution. God fashions us together one by one. And finally, we see that God is working even in the lives of babies in the womb when we see John the Baptist leap in his mother's womb when Mary comes in pregnant with Jesus in Luke 141. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Here we see a baby in the womb, filled with the Holy Spirit and leaping in his mother's womb. How wonderful to see God working in the life of a baby while in utero. I pray that today's message has opened your eyes to when life truly begins. I also pray that you fight for the cause of those who cannot fight for themselves. They are counting on you. Each year, over 620,000 babies in the U.S. alone are counting on you as their lives are abruptly ended at the hands of abortion providers. For every 1,000 babies born alive in the U.S., nearly 200 have, been, have their lives taken. May God convict our hearts and forgive our sinful ways, and may we return to him in repentance as a nation. This presentation has been put together to strengthen the faith of believers and to challenge the unbelief of others. I pray that you have found this presentation helpful. Also, please note that this 10 to 15 minute presentation cannot exhaustively address most issues. My prayer is that it stimulates you to personally research further, and I am assured that you will find the Word of God proven true time and time again. Feel free to email any ideas you would like to see addressed by emailing me at crosspointwv at gmail.com. These slides are prepared. Uh, there are slides prepared for each of these presentations, which can be accessed at our church website at crosspointfamily.church and select ATG. God bless and have a blessed week.